0: Welcome to Nine Deep to of Space. Today we're watching Past Prologue. I'm Derek, and this is my first time meeting Garrick. Just Garrick. I'm Van Velding, and I
1: met Garrick about 10 years ago during the Patreka Nebula incident.
0: All right, are you ready? Yep. Three, two, one, engage. You meant like actually ready? I had to scramble for a second there.
1: I'm just not used to it. I'm not uh, used to it.
0: <laughs> I, so I didn't realize that we came out of the gate with. Uh, like the meme, the Bashir meme um, c- conversation. And, like he does such a good job here, Of being uncomfortable, and also whoever I don't know who the actor that plays Garrick is. He does a great job at like basically being a shark on two legs.
1: <laughs> That's Andrew Robinson, who played the dad in the original Hellraiser. Oh
0: snap! Really? He
1: has come to daddy. Oh wow! And he is also he played the Scorpio Killer in Dirty Harry.
0: Oh wow. That's cool. Uh, he yeah. he just does like like this whole this whole conversation <laughs> like um if like the table next to them like was just overhearing things is like is Garrick with the new kid? <laughs> <laughs> Cuz it definitely feels yeah. like Garrick's messing with the new kid. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's being incredibly it. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's great like i've i've never really seen an actor able to kind of do this intimidating while also <laughs> i love that really <laughs> people think i'm a spy gas Gasp. <What> <laughs> oh man i love it it's so good um he so he's got a lot of great lines in this episode i'm here for all of them they're pretty good um uh, but he does like this whole like uh, like oh I'm just a chatty Kathy I'm a chatty Kathy Taylor everything's fine man
1: yeah um, like being out here let's talk people. <laughs> talking's good isn't it yeah but <laughs> so I mean this is also pretty gay uh, to you know to Andrew Robinson's credit he's like so I just went I just went pretty gay with it. <laughs> um, and it's like hey, he has a lot of chemistry here. Yeah, this is like um, this is
0: like this is really not sinister, but it's like suggestive. <laughs> it's very suggestive, and you don't like if I was Bashir, I also wouldn't know how to take that. Like, and he immediately gets up and runs to Cisco. Papa Cisco, Papa Cisco, you'll never believe what happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's got a gossip. One thing I love about DS Nine is is the gossip.
0: Yeah, yeah, like he's, he's on the bridge like, guess who talked to me? Guess who talked to me? Like, oh man. <laughs> and it's like, Garrett <laughs> knew this was going to happen. He had to have known. And it's just funny.
1: Like, and I just love his naivete. It's not something we really get from people in TNG.
0: Yeah, I mean, Where... everyone's, like, so buttoned up, I guess. Like, they're very serious about their science <laughs> experiments or whatever. And, like, he's just excited because, like, did you did you realize a spy talked to me? And Ben's like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> and he's like, maybe you need to this... put a tracking device on me. And I, and I feel like O'Brien missed an opportunity. He's like, all right, cool. We can just put up your butt. <laughs> he's like, oh! O'Brien missed a... <laughs>
1: O'Brien missed a big opportunity to to mess with Bashir here, which we yeah. all regret. I mean, he was yeah. the one who was messing with Wesley during Worf's, I think, right of ascension. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was that's like, true. Oh yeah. yeah, man. I've seen people hit some hit a giant space elephant with a paint stick till its head exploded. <laughs> it was like, what? Yeah, yeah, I remember that?
0: That's good. Yeah, <laughs> and then Worf gets hit with like eight of them. I think, but yeah, he, no, it's great. I think he also messed with Riker too when he was doing his internship with the Klingons, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I would not doubt it. Yeah. And so uh, this is interesting here um, we get Garrick a very um, you would think conversation that has no overlap between what we're seeing here this guy's basically coming in hot looking for political asylum as the Cardassians are shooting at him
1: yeah Cardassians are violating Bajor in space yeah just dicks
0: yeah and so and we we're like well yeah and I guess we don't know I didn't really kind of... It, like, I feel like this is an economical outpost. Like, this is like, oh, well, we we just found out that uh, sand in the Sahara has these nuclear properties. So, <laughs> you know, it's super valuable. And it's like, Brandy okay. Shackle.
1: But. I do want to mention one thing about this new setup. Where O'Brien is here. He's operating the transporters. Like, we got to beam him out before the ship explodes. Yeah. And O'Brien's like, do-do-do-do-do. Uh, almost got him, sir. Almost got him. <laughs> got materialized on the pack. Yeah. And Bashir's like, wait, wait, shh. He he shushes the guy on the pad? We got him, sir. O'Brien, oh, you're standing right here. You're standing right here, O'Brien. I was like,
0: I'm sorry, I'm used to different I'm used to different transporter protocol. Um, so I just it's gonna take me a while to get used to this whole like no nonsense just being the guy on the pad thing. Um Yeah, I'm
1: I usually have two, three seconds just to build attention <laughs> for the rest of the crew. It's I, different
0: timing is what I'm saying. And you know, so yeah. I just it's gonna take me a while to get the timing right. Um but I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> And so, yeah. it was kind of weird, though, that it's just like, oh, yeah, let's beam the guy directly into, like, Ben Sisko's outer office. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it, it, you know. And the other thing, so the other thing, too, about this opening uh, se- uh, sequence scene, rather, uh, that ha- it had me questioning how big of a ship can one man pilot? Because that felt like a big ship. So I would have expected there to be, like, at least a crew of, like, five or something. Um
1: I'm sorry, that was my deep sigh of thinking about Star Trek Picard. <laughs> um, you know, however many the plot needs. I, I want to give you a better yeah. solution. That. I don't think they're ever like, oh, we can't pilot this because there aren't enough people. Well, I mean... Like, I don't think that ever like happens.
0: So, like, in TNG, I was always like, man, Data's going to just take the ship by himself. But, I mean, if anyone could have always done that, <laughs> then, like, why do yeah. we even have all this? Why do we even have a bridge or just all these people? Like, if we could just replace it with robots, like... Like how how bad is it to do a job knowing a robot can do it as well? But they're like, no, we need someone slower. Are we just gonna give you something to do, some some busy work? <laughs> I,
1: I feel like whenever Data was taking over the ship, Jordy could have just walked on over to the warp core and just like hit it like the Fonz, yeah. Bam. And then like the little thing with the the Delithium crystal go, Psh, and come out, and the ship would go, Boo. And He's like, all right, let's figure this shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ayy is a
0: is is much better. <laughs> Closure. Closure to that bit. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So I. I um, so we get a lot of Kira. Um, uh, I don't know if I want to say like emotional Kira, but we get Kira who's very invested in things happening, um, and she comes. Yeah. Like, she comes across as just kind of like a. I want to say a hothead, but just a. Like I thought about. Like, I didn't think this through. I just went with my gut kind of deal.
1: That's it's an interesting take, yeah. I thought. Um, her perspective is, one, obviously one of passion and emotional investment. But also, um, she believes she's looking out for Bajoran interest. Like, there's no one higher than her to look out for Bajoran yeah. interest on this station. And I, I
0: think that's true. Like, I'll point it out when it happens. But, um, like, yeah. this is kind of where it starts. And, I mean, this kind of makes sense. What she's saying is, like, hey, yeah, no, we need to, we need to give him asylum because you know, space ISIS is important, Bajoran space ISIS is important. Um, and, you know, she's, I, she later describes her conversation, like her relationship with Ben Sisko as oil and water. And I don't, I wouldn't have thought that actually, like Ben seems like a pretty easy guy to work with. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, he does seem like a pretty laid back dude, but for her, they, they don't really get along. Okay. Um, because she's worried that he doesn't have Bajoran interests at heart. Okay. And he's pushing back on her. He's like, hey,
0: didn't they try to assassinate a guy last month? Yeah. A guy in your government? And she's like, my government kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the, and that's the thing. Like, And see, this is the gig. Like, I would have expected this. And, I mean, he grabs her arm. Like, seriously. Yeah. Well, um, but I mean, she also said, like, he asked her, hey, are you with ISIS? She's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, listen, motherfucker, you're my second-in-command. Like, I need you to have your priorities clear. Like, that's... I mean, this makes sense, this conversation. Um, but... It, it makes sense for both of them. They both I mean, yeah. are coming at
1: this from different perspectives. Right. He's like, hey, look, they're super terrorists. Like, yeah. you won, and they're still killing folks. Yeah. And she's like, well... We can work with, we can get them to stop doing that if we work with them. Yeah. And she, let's negotiate with terrorists. And Ben's like, well, I'm from space. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, that's interesting here is that I don't know if in that just in that conversation we talked over a little bit or later, but she does mention repatriation. And that's a thing that, that most people don't like that as a concept kind of throws like a lot of what I would say common understanding of, quote, terrorists. Um, You know, into a lot of murky water because, um, you know it's you know if the government says no, no, we're going to legitimize you, then now you're patriots. You're not, you know, you're freedom fighters. You're not terrorists, and terrorism is kind of in the eye of the beholder, and it's almost like a a very fuzzy stick you can use to hit people you don't like with.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and she she oversteps herself a little bit here. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, Let let, let me handle this, So, this is
0: kind of what threw me for a loop. Like, this is the first bit where I'm like, okay, you didn't think this through. Like, Ben's looking at you right now. Like, if you wanted to, like, say I'm going to help you, don't do it right after you said I'm part of, like, super terrorism people and also, like, like, undercut why Ben's even in this room to begin with.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, again, that's just an issue of, I think, training where... She, she didn't go to OCS, yeah. you know? Yeah. She, she maybe went to a week of something after killing a lot of terrorists. And they're like, well, <laughs> you're... Blah, blah,
0: blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Major, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's let's pull the wheel of assignments. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, oh, Major. Yeah, that's it's a good one, but it's a lot of responsibility. You think you can handle it? <laughs> right.
1: So, um, you know, I, I think she doesn't really... Play by the rules that Ben Cisco has established. Right. So yeah, um, and the, the
0: other thing too is that, I mean, I mean, I don't. And see this, like this right here, like how did she, how does she not know that he was going to find out about this? <laughs> yeah. Like, like this is also like, like so, and this isn't like. Like oh I I like Ben did a thing and now I'm I'm worried so I'm gonna go over his head. This is right after she undercut him. She goes over his head like back to back. Like it just doesn't seem like someone that thought that through.
1: She she doesn't have confidence in Captain uh, Commander Sisko from the get go. So he didn't like reassure her. Yeah, he was like, hey, look, he's a fucking terrorist. I mean, we're gonna be careful about this, and he doesn't say where he's gonna go either way. Yeah. Like, she kind of assumes. He's going to slide against her. And that's
0: kind of what I thought. Like, I kind of expected her to be more about, like, okay, well, I need to figure out where Ben's leaning before I, you know, pull out the stop. Because, I mean, going over your commander's head, that's kind of a big stop. Like, it's not like the person above the commander doesn't talk to your commander. <laughs> like, they know I mean, they know each other. <laughs> for us, I mean. Yeah.
1: You know, for us, it's a big deal. We take that for granted, because we're familiar with a very orderly society built on chains of command yeah. and hierarchical structures. And the Bajoran resistance, I mean...
0: Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I okay. Imagine. I can see that. Yeah, that uh, I can see how this is just kind of like her... If she's more familiar with kind of like just this resistance, then she just kind of only has her passion to kind of move things along. So maybe she isn't used to the hierarchy. Okay. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. That could it? be kind of the difference that I'm like, you know, re- like... That I'm seeing, I guess.
1: And and to talk, you know, contemporary American politics, you have people who are so self righteous, they aggressively disregard the rules and norms because they're so damn convinced they're right about it. And you have people who are going through proper channels and being methodical and being orderly, and it's hard for them to get things done. Right. Um, And, you know, neither one's particularly the right solution, but I can definitely see which way. Kira would fall in that spectrum. Yeah,
0: I mean, I guess I always kind of thought each of those tactics were like tools, not necessarily. <laughs> it's a classic TG, turn yeah, away on the hospital yeah. bed while smiling. <laughs> yeah, and like that's the uh, the some of the um, I guess fadeaway scenes, like or how we cut scenes um, are very soap opery, like like close close uh, close up on like the actor's face, and then like yeah. poignant signage with like. Da-na-na, and then, like a slow that's pan fair. out. I'm like, all right, man, come yeah. on.
1: And, and we talked over him, patriot negging Kira. <laughs> like, I don't know if you still so care about Bajoran yeah, independence. Right. I care so much, Tonalos. I'll show you how much I yeah. care.
0: And <laughs> see, that's but, the other okay. thing too, is that if they have a history, how does she not know that he, like, she has had to have been part of like him doing this to another person once? You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna come on these blah 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 space people we're gonna double cross them just like yeah Tom, we're gonna double cross them it's gonna be cool
1: I think that not all of the terrorism he did was betraying people's trust based <laughs> I mean oh, I don't no did yeah, you see that smile you, you can just ban an ambush <laughs> you can just plan an ambush and shoot some folks in a valley yeah so I mean that's also true but uh yeah we're kind of talking over the Cardassian angle of this where uh you know, the Cardassians want Tom back yeah. in their suit. Like, they violated Bajoran space while shooting a Bajoran ship. Yeah. And they're like, give us the guy on the Bajoran ship. It's like, no, actually, fuck
0: you, buddy. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm in your office because I wish to be, have a shootout mulligan. <laughs> I feel like uh, my, my my shooters weren't on point. And I feel like we could hit them a second time around. So can we just <laughs> can we put the guy back in the ship, and uh, just any ship, and we'll try again?
1: <laughs> yeah. I uh, It's like, of all the gall... Yeah, but uh, uh, anyway, they yeah I, I, Cisco's playing an interesting game where he's we can see that he's trying to navigate the Bajorans, the Cardassians, right. and mm-hmm. then he's got to navigate Kira as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he's I don't know if he's waiting and seeing or if he's just like um, I'm making the 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 kind of most basic move I can until I'm forced to make a big move while I'm gathering information. Yeah, and so this. And that's what he's doing. Also, this dude. This scene is basically classic misdirection. <laughs> like this whole scene is just like, <laughs> like, oh why? He's like, wait, no. I had a whole, I had a whole speech. He's like, no, I'm going to interrupt you so that you are off on the back foot, and I'm going to tell you the opposite thing that you think.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he's good at it. He's he's yeah. really
0: manipulative. Right. And and I you know, I, I guess I, think... I kind of expected her to be able to see through some of this. I guess.
1: I and and that's the thing is that if you want your characters to be conflicted but you still want your story to have, you know, good guys and bad guys, which this this episode mostly does, yeah. then your heroes have to be stupid enough to agree with the bad guys.
0: Yeah, and like, you know, the one at the end of this episode, the one thing that I was thinking of with respect to this was that they are kind of in two different worlds. Like they're they're, they're their premises the for
1: Bajorans. Yee,
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, good bad guys and good guys. Yeah. Sorry.
0: But she's doing like, she's doing a really good, like, like I believe her, what she's saying. Like, Hey, listen, the wormhole changed things. We're now like, we can be, we can, we can get economic power. Like, we can have money and that can flow into Bajor and stay in Bajor. We don't have to pay it to anyone else. We don't have to pay it to the Cardassians or anything. And that eventually we can protect ourselves. And you like, no, that's dumb. The Federation is just going to... Um, I don't know, that's later, I think. But it's like, I, I mean, I don't... I just don't think that... Uh, I think it's like a good plan. Like, I think that's the way to go. But he's still boots on the ground guy. He's still like, no, the only... The only way you get pull up, the only way you get power is at the end of a gun.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is that, uh, like, he just wants to blow shit up as the answers, so and he wants to like have Bejor for bajorans hashtag racism. Yeah, where like even if Bejor is like a ramshackle place with like no assets, if it's right. just a fucking ball of dirt. He's like, no, but we're going to be kings of that ball of dirt. We're <laughs> yeah. going to run that ball of dirt ourselves. Like,
0: or you could cooperate with other people yeah. and
1: create a society, right, Dickbag? Yeah,
0: and it's like it's not like it's going to be like the minute you have like, yeah, money's going to introduce a lot of problems. Money's going to introduce you know people that maybe think less of Bejor culture and society and history and more about how to enrich themselves. At the same time. Um, it is going to help a lot of other people people are going to kind of be brought out of poverty and depending on how you navigate that they can be brought out of poverty in such a way that um, you know that they're not being exploited Um, because I mean in this universe it is canon that having having a society of post-scarcity is possible yeah also I the Duras sisters which you know seen them before
1: yeah, it's a callback to TNG, yeah. and they give us a, an efficient little recap of who they are and why we don't like them. Yeah. Also, fairly classical medieval. You know, I was supposed, and now I'm looking around for political and financial capital to rebuild an army. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: All right, fair enough. Right. Yeah, and I thought this was, um, you know, like, <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, they just went to uh, corks, but they're not like, gambling. And not for the food. Would you like me to lock them up? He's like, oh. <laughs> oh, Odo. You and your fascist policies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to joke about Odo being like a fascist. But, I mean, he kind
0: of is. I mean, just learn to talk to a dude, man. I guess, like, <laughs> like, don't have your first thing being like, you know what I could do. Lock them up. Is that what you're going to say? I mean, yeah. It's always what you say, Odo. <laughs> like, dang. Like, learn to talk to someone.
1: Yeah. Odo's just like, man, can I take away their civil rights now? And goes like, no, man. <laughs> now? Yeah, no. yeah.
0: He's definitely like the kid in the back seat, you know, on the drive to fascist town. Like, are we there yet? <laughs> are we there yet? <laughs> I wanna, I wanna drive, <laughs> I wanna ride on the fascist slide. <laughs>
1: hey, it's Morn. Um, it's like, you no, know, no, Odo. You will know when we get to fascist Town, okay? Yeah, yeah.
0: Trust me. I, wait. Well, once we get to fascist Town, you'll be able to ride all the rides you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you won't because of the, all the night sticks, but mostly. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Garrick and Bashir uh, yeah. are meeting again.
0: So I don't know. I don't know how to read uh, this. Is this a? Is this like a bar or like a food court or both? <laughs> I don't know, like, what I'm it's looking at It's a combination
1: Taco Bell KFC. It's... <laughs> it's whatever it needs to be. You get food here, you get drinks here, you get well, right. gambling here, you get hollow I mean, here. I get
0: the things that are there, but what I'm saying is, like, the set design, I can't read this well. Like, I don't know what... Yeah. What this is... It has, like, some bari kind of elements. It has some commerce and some, like, food court type of elements. Um... And so, when they're having this conversation here, I don't know if they're having this conversation in a bar or they're having this conversation at Taco Bell or they're having this conversation like the food court in the mall, you know, whatever it is. Um,
1: but we can talk about how terrorism is bad, how super terrorism is mega bad. <laughs> but can we talk about tonalos's double teal suit, turtleneck tights combo. I mean, yeah. Like, um. I mean, he was just society. He was issued.
0: He was issued that. Maybe he just. Uh, but then again, he probably. He probably got that out of replicator. So, maybe this is. Uh, maybe this is. I mean, he
1: made a choice yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he chose yeah. this or skivvy, and he chose <laughs> yeah. this. So that counts against the man.
0: I would agree with that uh, for sure. And so this I'm guy. This guy, I was kind of surprised. I wouldn't have thought how bloodthirsty he is. He'd let kind of, like, two Klingon sisters, like, push him around. But he is outnumbered, I guess. And they probably could break him in half, so. They probably could break him in half. Um, also, how dense is that rat? That rat, like, Odo is, like, what? 180, 200, maybe? He's a tall guy. That rat is dense as hell.
1: <laughs> yes. Assuming that, assuming that he works by T-1000 rules and has to keep his mask consistent. Yeah.
0: I mean, but I just, doesn't. I just, yeah, I just, I imagine like that rat jumping from like, like onto like a, a, a thin ledge and it just like breaking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm just trying to imagine the rat running around and Ant-Man's running the other way. He's like, hi
0: Odo. <laughs> hi. Yeah. Like it's a rat, but all because of its density, it's very obviously not a rat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just saying, uh, he's a
0: and so this is kind of like she's now she's campaigning for Tom. Like, Tom's essentially convinced her to, like, hey, listen, um, you don't fight for Bajoran the way you should or the right way. And so, um, you know, once I mean, once he, like, says, like, hey, yeah, we're gonna, we're looking at this whole Amnesty thing, um, she's saying, like, oh man, I, I didn't know if I could trust you. And it's like, well, it wasn't about trust, it's about getting information. Could you just wait? Like, Wait until we have information.
1: I just... I think it's interesting. I do not think that the Earth idiom of, I will have your head on a platter, yeah. perhaps translates well <laughs> to the who's worried that you're going to, like, go full imperialist on our planet. Like,
0: Especially, like, with, like, different cultures. Like, I imagine if you said, I'll have your head on a platter in, like, a Klingon-dominated space or a Klingon culture... Um, that mean a lot of different things. Like, it probably is literal. <laughs> it's probably like, no, I will literally cut your head off and eat it in front of your friends.
1: The Cleons are like, and, like, that has a very specific meaning to Cleons, because there are a lot of Cleon body parts you can sever and put on a wide variety yeah. of kitchenware. Yeah, exactly. Just like, oh, you're going to put my hands on a pan? All right, <laughs> all right, noted. Hands on the I pan. get that exact <laughs> level of threat that you're communicating. Like kind of a flatter. That's real specific. You're gonna, you're gonna skull fuck my, my, tempered <laughs> head? Like that's how angry. Are you really that angry, Captain? He's like, no, no. no it's, it's just for human. What? It just means a bad thing to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'll betray you within a religious text. Something about baptisms. Yeah, yeah
0: it's just, it's a whole Catholic thing. Don't worry about it. I like how he's, he's like, hey, listen, you know, um, you want some lingerie? And like he's, he's willing to be sassy with these girls. He's gotta know enough about Klingons to know that might be dangerous. But he's fine with it. Um, yeah. And he,
1: I feel like he's Garrick is confident about where this conversation is going, Yeah, but he's still like, surely you guys want some lacy things. <laughs> like like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on,
0: like I have a good eye for customers and you guys want underwear. Am I right? Huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which I think is probably the most infuriating <laughs> offer he could think of on the right. spot. Right, and that, yeah, to
0: and that's good. I like that uh, for sure. Also, I do like his uh, outfit, by the way. Just throwing it out there. Oh, you, you like the watermelon shirt? Well, don't you? the watermelon shirt—the way it comes across his chest—I think is like both like stylish and impressive. Um, <laughs> well, I just like—I I mean, he's got kind yeah. of a—he's he's got kind of a broad chest. It's attractive, I think. Um, no, it's, it's flattering. It's flattering. I um.
1: He is like middle aged. He's in his forties, Yeah. but yeah, uh, you know, he, he he looks good. Yeah, and that's gifable. <laughs> hey. Highly gifable episode.
0: Yeah, let's huggle. Yeah, no, this is a hundred percent gifable episode for sure. Um, um, and and that's the deal is that
1: they're like, he makes like a really bad offer to them. Yeah. To start off with, and he's like, hey, 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 let's negotiate. Yeah. Um, and that there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. But we're back to Tonalos patriot Nuggie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again. Well, and that's the other gig, too, is that um, does does DS9 not have all of the, um, like, recording equipment that TNG did? <laughs> like, how is all this not in a log somewhere?
1: <laughs> like, Look, man, this is a station that requires shadowy corners okay. structurally. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Cardassians was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's
0: this one hundred percent camera
1: coverage bullshit? We're not, tar- <laughs> We're not budgeted for that.
0: What evenly don't you, lit? Don't you want to one hundred percent evenly? Get out of here! Get out of this evenly lit bullshit! <laughs> get
1: out of this airlock! You, Johnny, Badlighting, Come over here and fix these plans.
0: I yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> I demand to have an airlock and then a secret airlock underneath it that no one knows and is not included in the plans.
1: God damn it! This man knows how to build a space station that mines <laughs> ore.
0: <laughs> and so, so it, yeah, it does this is, not. This is where he says. This is where he says. Like the Federation. Um, once you get in bed with the Federation, you can't get out. And it's like I. Um, if this were like Space US, one hundred percent. Like once you're in bed with Space US, uh, we'll we'll tie you to the cows come home until we get what we want. We'll play Kingmaker all day long. Um, but the Federation, like. I mean, they they always talk about the Prime Directive. Anytime they, like... I mean, when we see Picard, like, dealing with other cultures, even the Bajorans, is like, hey, man, Federation can help you. Like, now we don't want to. Like, all right. And he pieces out. Like, I don't even know what shock troops look like in the Federation, like, let alone an invasion force.
1: Yeah, they apparently look like a Cleon, old man, and Dr. Crusher. So I wouldn't <laughs> be too worried about Federation imperialism. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, like... I do also want to mention... When Kira talked to the First Ministers of Bajor into giving Tanelos a diplomatic immunity to do repatriation for the Koma, yeah. um, she exhibited more civic goddamn duty than the entire crew of Star Trek The Next Generation.
0: Just, I mean, yeah. Those guys exist yeah. in a political vacuum. Well, she's like, I, mean, I talked to my reps. I, mean, they, I wrote a letter. They, <laughs> they basically assumed that because I'm on the Enterprise, I can do whatever I want, and then... It'll be kind of like canon after the fact.
1: I mean, to some extent, it's it's a great example of privilege. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. Where like the the folks in TNG never have to be politically active because right. their government generally serves them. Um, Kira doesn't take that for granted. She has an agenda. She wants to push through it. It's for the good of her people.
0: Yeah, and she gets it done. Yeah, and I think that's also um, civic mindedness. Like. We don't have a ton of civic mindedness in this episode, or in, I would say, in uh, stories writ large. Like, civic mindedness isn't really something that I guess people include in stories on TV. But I feel like that should be more true, uh, just because that's how things get done. It isn't, it, it, like, yes, sure, you know, guns can get you a certain amount of power, but people eventually forget that. You have to be able to do something with it. If you can't do anything with it, then you know it's just going to fade away. Also, and, I'm talking over how he's just messing with Bashir, and I love it. <laughs> he is doing a pretty hardcore. I love that Bashir came out
1: here for the ex- excitement, the action, and the adventure, and Garrick's like, "Do you want to do some stuff that's not spy stuff?" And Bashir's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, excuse me, excuse me, very nervous. I need an adult." Well, I, Bashir to an
0: adult. The, the, the funniest part about that is that Bashir's like, hey, uh, uh, no, uh, Garrick's like, hey, look, um, I think it's time that you come to my shop. I think you need a suit, and I think you need this suit at 2055 exactly. And Bashir's like, who came out here for excitement, is like, I mean, I don't know if I need a suit, do I? I don't feel like. <laughs> I and mean, he's like, no, yeah. a suit at exactly 2055. And he's like, I, "Oh, um, spy things. Oh, okay."
1: <laughs> so there are some solutions. That's oh, a great. It's a great little bit between Karen. Yeah, C. yeah. Um. There, there, there is like some fan thought that maybe Bashir is autistic to some extent. Uh, okay, where that might explain some of his. Oh yeah, like uh, how he's so good at
0: good at only medical stuff, but he's awkward in social things. Um, yeah,
1: to some extent.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, I, 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 I can see that for sure. I mean, I, I don't know how, how, how his arc plays out, but I mean... Yeah.
1: That's um, worth something worth looking at going yeah. forward.
0: And so, like, at, at this point in time, when Ben Sisko is suggesting that he get his suit, uh, oh man, I don't, really don't want to talk over this. I'm just wondering if Cardassians, <laughs> yeah. like, they're basically all trained as spies. Kind of like, you know, <laughs> two, two years of service in, in, in the Israeli army kind of deal. That's a good
1: question. So this is a good bit. This is our first real bit between Kira and Odo, I think.
0: Yeah. And what's really weird, like she's doing a lot of like like uh what was it? Like facial acting, I guess. Like uh, doing a body language. Our face journey. Yeah. Like she's just like she's looking like I'm really concerned. And meanwhile Otis just trying to play Candy Crush in his office, right? Um,
1: Those doors <laughs> are like no nope, no nope. you gotta talk it out. Yeah. You gotta talk it out.
0: Um and this is kind of an interesting segue uh, a little bit. Well, not a segue, but this is like an interesting transition to what she really wants to talk about. He's like, listen, I'm Odo. Um, I know what you want to say before you say it because I ha- I've, I've planted a listening device in all of your clothes. <laughs> um, and he's like, I can't do the pretense thing. I also like how he's like, it's like your noses. It's really hard for me. And he doesn't have a yeah. defined nose. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's kind of clever. Next. Yeah.
1: I mean, reasonably, he would look like a Bajoran or a Cardassian. Yeah. So, and here he's saying, actually, that <laughs> yeah. that little bit of details too much for me. Yeah. I got all the hair on that rat five minutes ago.
0: Right? <laughs> Can't do bumps on the nose. Yeah, bumps on the nose is rough. I mean, everyone's got their own blots, right? Noses are hard to yeah. draw, so I can I can appreciate it. Um, so. But Ki- yeah, go ahead.
1: Kira's talking about. How she still remembers the things that she did when she was in the resistance. Right. And she has nightmares about them. They were awful. Yeah. But there was a clarity to that awfulness that I think people don't think about often. Where it's like, well, how could you hurt people? Because hurting people is simple. You make the decision to hurt people yeah. and then you do it. Yeah. You hurt them in the best way possible. I mean, yeah. damn son, that's not complicated. Yeah. But... It's what navigating comes... society and trust. Well, That's hard. Yeah.
0: And it's what comes after too. Hurting takes a toll because you're, you're, you're doing damage to something that looks like yourself. And depending on how much empathy you have, um, that can be hard to live with. Um, and
1: that, that rejoinder really shut down me, but yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> um. But I like this. I, I really like this a lot. Like he's basically doing kind of like this, you know, psychological reflection thing where she's just letting her talk. And he's like, you used to be. Interesting. And he's really just kind of trying to show her that there's... Even in how she is describing the conversation, the answer that she wants is hidden in that. And yeah um you know like you think like in if this were picard's office it just be like all right go my little bird make the right decisions it'll be fine but we're in a fascist office so he's like hey boss come down here she wants to talk to you now you gotta do it right <laughs> like yeah I'm, I, mean, I made the decision for you bam <laughs> he he listened to her and he he kind of reflected her own thoughts yeah, so I but... Think he picks up. He picked it. That's the gig. Like, she didn't pick that. She didn't ask. It was like, hey, call down Cisco. I gotta talk to him. Oda's like, someone needs to talk to you, Commander. I, um... But maybe it's... I don't her. think he trapped her. Yeah, I, think I mean, he saw it could be read that way. But at the same time, you're right. Like, he could... I mean, they've been with each other for a long time, he could have just read like, <laughs> like I can either call Commander Cisco down now or wait for you to him in the hall for another five minutes and then call Commander Cisco down. Um, I'm just gonna yeah. call him down now because I don't like pretenses and I just want to get back to my Candy Crush game.
1: Oh, like yeah, that, that's the weird thing <laughs> is that you say that they've worked
0: together for a long time, but the occupation ended four weeks ago. I thought like he was. I thought he was there the whole time. I thought he was there. He was like during the occupation.
1: Um. He was, which I may have spoiled for you. But yes, he was. Oh,
0: okay. Um, I mean, that was my assumption yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, uh, maybe she knew him from before then. Oh, OK, so. So I like this. Uh, this is kind of it definitely shows his ability to kind of I wouldn't say manipulate people, but situations uh, to kind of get the information that he wants. And I mean, that's. As far as writing fictional spies, that's good. That's good fictional spy writing because you don't want you know, I don't see espionage as just like, "Hey, are you going to give me this information? No, then I'm going to hurt you until you do." It's more like, "Oh man, you know, I you know, I really need this information or else I don't know if I can get you the money that you need." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, oh yeah, no damn, we should give it to him then." The thing is, up
1: to this point, we don't really know if Garrick is working with the Cardassian government
0: yeah and I, that's the other gig too Like, I don't know if we know at the end as well Like, I am willing to believe that this is his own version of civic mindedness but at the same time could also be like he is a spy but like whether or not a terrorist gets a bomb um, isn't really isn't really like whether or not Cardassians get a hold of the terrorist is as important to him as a terrorist having a bomb Like, he more wants to subvert the getting of the bomb bit, not whether or not Cardassians have a terrorist bit.
1: Well, what Garrick did know was why the Cardassians were chasing Tonalos, which we didn't know. Yeah, that is true. He had to get that information from someone. I mean,
0: I assume that it's just kind of like their version of the news, except it's all, like, highly redacted, unless you have, like, the (laughs) the right kind of social profile or whatever.
1: Yeah. And maybe that's the case. We don't know. Yeah. But, um... One way or another, he brought a little extra information. Yeah, about. and
0: maybe maybe he didn't even get that information. Maybe he just you know reads enough, like he gets the Cardassian New New York Cardassian Times you know delivered to DS Nine, and he can read between the lines well. Like that's possible too. You know, someone says like some manufacturer says like oh man, like recently bombed by Cardassian. He's like oh, they probably want to anti antimatter. Blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, if um, if we make the Cardassian Empire slash Cardassian Union analogous to the Oceania of 1984, yeah. then like they write in these subtle things for people to get right uh, in their news articles. Yeah, and Garrett could be very good at interpreting. Yeah, them. for sure. Um, so maybe he's not working for the government. Maybe he's just very perceptive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people, they just, they're, they're junkies. They love this political stuff. Like just, you know, being able to read between the lines and getting kind of, um, intel from just kind of like openly, openly known things or maybe even quasi known things.
1: Yeah. Lots of people can do that. Yeah. Usually tailors. (laughs) tailors. Um, Yeah.
0: I definitely expect uh, to get all of my good news from, from my tailor. Uh, Absolutely. They're, they're perceptive. You know, tiny stitches. Yeah, um, yeah, double-breasted, single-breasted. You don't know. That's what all you got to tailor for. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, <laughs> I do like that we. Uh, that Kira has a great sense of surprise here, where she's like, "Hey, yeah, we cloaking Klingons yeah, are like, Oh, oh
0: crap, Klingons, such phasers too. He's like, "No, no, we're good." He's like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "But she knew that. She knew that about the yeah. Klingons." So I she mean, fakes she, it well. Yeah, she, sure. she's definitely doing this well for sure. Um, you know she has that moment in kind of Odo's office and I feel like it was the right call for sure I think this guy's just doing things the old way um, and you know the new way is kind of the way things should go down um, you know but uh, <laughs> this is this is good she's committed and she eventually shows her true colors I guess which is good I think her t- colors are where they need to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bomb <laughs> um, I and it's clear. So, like, what is he going to do with this bomb? We don't know. We, we don't know yet. No. Like, he in theory he could be like, "Hey, I got like a nuclear bomb that can wreck a planet, or maybe a couple. I don't know." And, <laughs> um, and I, so don't mess with me and leave everybody out of this. Um, but I mean, I don't know who kn- who knows what he's going to do. But we're about to find out uh, shortly
1: yeah and the deal is they know what this explosive is how it works where the handoff is going and they're like yeah once he gets it we'll intercept him and stop him <laughs> and then they're like "Okay, oh, if we fight him it might actually get radiation all over <laughs> like yeah you guys did not think this through did you and they're like to our defense our plan was heavily Kira kicking this guy's ass, <laughs> ass.
0: we just I just put we put Kira and the Samaroon as the bad guy and assume it all which plot. what <laughs> <laughs> Just fair. I, I, <laughs> I
1: kind of hate that Kira loses two fights in a row. We just saw her do some pretty good fighting. Yeah. Like an episode ago, but...
0: So, I don't believe this dude, like, he's like, listen, all six column and Bajor are eight. I'm going to just wreck him. He's like, oh, really? The Freedom Fighter's going to wreck them? his bluff. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, and th- that's the thing is, like, I-, I think it's worth noting that he might be bluffing here and that it's his- the reputation of the Cone Ma that keeps him... It gives him power in this situation, yeah. But it, like the reputation for ruthlessness is, is working for him,
0: yeah. And you know, it's, to me, it uh, I don't know what the right call was. I mean, it all works out in the end, so I guess what she did was the right call, but um, nah, I mean, I think that... that's not why we're here, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna second guess this stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, so we realize, oh man, he totally is still part of the terrorist organization, he lied to us, the terrorists. Oh no. <laughs>
1: Wait, all of those sinister close-ups were right.
0: <laughs> him smiling, him turning away and smiling. I knew it. And, and so I, I think he did describe that his whole gig was he wants to blow up. Uh, oh, no, no, no. He, he hasn't done that yet. I think he's about to. Yeah, he's
1: been keeping lids on it. Yeah. And it keeps our tincture high. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. But he did tell us he's not going to do any violence against people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well,
0: I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess that is true. Yeah, I like how the Cardassian is like, uh, well, won't be able to help. And O'Brien's like, yeah, he can't help. He's too far away. And he's like, well, I still want to be able to say I told you so. And, like, Ben cuts him <laughs> off. I'm like, yeah, let's just go cut him off. That's Cardassian. Uh, so how many of so. these runabout, like, uh, what's the what's the photon torpedo microwave look like in one of these runabouts? Like, how many can you warm up? Well, they
1: got, they got one on top, so it's like one of the spinning oh, ones. Oh, okay. So got, they got thing on back? Yeah.
0: So, yeah, at the very yeah. least, you get it evenly heated, which that's good. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, for sure.
1: So, and I, I, I'm i sure they put that little roll bar on it just so that um, <laughs> you can tell them apart and the visuals. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. And bam. so, bam, yeah. this is what we get. The wormhole. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and the wormhole is something I think we can blow up. We blow up the station.
1: We're out, like, five people we like and a whole lot of sets. Yeah. The stakes are
0: too high. Yeah. But the wormhole, we can blow up the wormhole all day. I mean, yeah, and yeah. The the other thing that's weird too is that he doesn't know enough about the wormhole. Like, I don't know how socialized the notion that there are extra dimensional, extra, like higher dimensional entities that this is just their front driveway that they let people use. Um, yeah. So it's like, what if he started a war? <laughs> like, like with these entities, like, oh man, um, I guess we were right the whole time. These like. These linear beings are just garbage. We should eradicate them from, like, (laughs) space-time.
1: Yeah. I want to know why they put that button in the runabouts.
0: Yeah, this is And why she's so
1: bad at stopping them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, hit him in the kidneys, man. He's behind. Just knock both of his kidneys out, and he's going to drop like a punk.
1: Sweep the leg, Narese. Yeah,
0: sweep the leg. (laughs) So I guess he's like, ha, ha, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And he's like, "Oh, I did it!" He's like, "Congrats, you're irradiated yeah. now." And so is Ben and O'Brien and Kira. Like, I don't. <laughs> but they never talk about that. They're yeah. like, "Oh no, everything's cool." Like, so how far did he shoot that thing out there?
1: Yeah, so I I think, I think the runabouts are fine. They got shields and stuff.
0: Well, then um, how would the how would the station not be fine then? Like, was he gonna? I guess he was gonna do it inside. That's what she thought. It was
1: gonna. It's going to explode and then be really radioactive. So I guess they shot it really far away so it didn't explode in their faces or whatever. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I, I don't
0: understand how, like, it would have hurt the colonies, but it hasn't irradiated them, I guess, is where I'm at.
1: Um, I think it was going to blow up the station with explosives, but then have, like, radioactive fallout.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So I mean, like, beep, beep, so beep. So see, look, torture works. He doesn't go back to the Cardassians. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, that was mm. a bad joke. But anyway, so he... Um, yeah, he's like, hey, listen, I haven't decided whether I can give you the Cardassians, is what Ben says. And he's like, all right, fine, I'll yeah. come and, and deal. I'd rather deal with you guys.
1: It is, it is interesting, though. Like, you mentioned the consequences of that. But um, two episodes from now, we're going to have our first thing come through the wormhole from the other side. Oh, damn, son. Um, and we just set off a pretty big explosion out there oh. with radioactive fallout. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't know if they ever explicitly say it, but that event may have resulted in... Um, that would be a level of, of consideration
0: weird. in story arcs that I have yet to foreseen.
1: <laughs> I I think it's just coincidence, yeah. but it's nice to think about. So I like how
0: we, we like they're walking together. There isn't like some kind of poignant dialogue. It's just them walking, and you know we know where she lies because the mouth of the Tanha called her a traitor, but I mean she's right. She's right to do what she did because she's thinking about Bajor Long Haul. He's thinking about. Bajor this idealized version of Bajor <laughs> that can somehow exist in a vacuum where no one's gonna want to be positioned um, you know where Bajor is and we you know, because Cardassians occupied it that just isn't true
1: yeah so yeah so that's it um, Final thoughts past prologue.
0: Um, this is kind of you know a solid espionage plot I really like Garrick uh, Garrick was good. Um, I enjoyed... uh, I enjoy... I'm going to look forward to seeing more from him, um, for sure. Um, There... Like, the whole how the bomb works and... um, The motivation of uh, the Tanha dude... I forgot his name. um, Tanelos. Tanelos, yeah. Um, So, I don't know if I buy it, like... You know, he was like, okay, let me just blow all this stuff up because that's what I know. And it's like, well, like, if your if your team that you're playing for, like, finds a golden egg, or better yet, a goose that lays golden eggs, and it's yours. It's no one else, it's just yours. Um, shouldn't you not kill that goose? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you
1: yeah, know, before anybody can come to your house and steal uh, it. I mean... For the goose. You
0: could just, like, yeah. make sure that there's a lot of people guarding the goose. I mean, nothing's ever 100% secure, so if someone steals, you can steal it back. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you kill the goose, then you're back to being dirt poor. <laughs> Your team, I mean. Yeah.
1: And Tonalos would kill that goose with a bilaterium explosion.
0: <laughs> In a heartbeat. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but other than that, like I mean this is this is still pretty good. It's it's uh, more Tom Clancy than than Star Trek, but I enjoy that kind of stuff, so um I I, I thought this was uh, an enjoyable episode. Yeah,
1: I'm glad you like it. Next week we are gonna be watching Babel.
0: Alright, so the card that we get from Netflix is oh man, Quark. Ha, I remembered. Um, uh, at his bar, it looks like. It looks like he's about to either talk with someone or he's observing an interesting event that maybe can make him some money. (laughs) And this is the summary that we get from Netflix. Frustrated by all of the mechanical problems on the space station, O'Brien attempts to fix the food replicators. All right, this kind of feels like it would be like one of those, the trouble with Tribbles kind of episode where it's just like, stupid filler that doesn't really like say anything interesting it's just like oh zany hijink woo O'Brien can't fix things Uh huh.
1: I gotta tell you it's these cards undersell the episodes compared to what the TNG cards did TNG cards give you like half the plot okay these cards are really underselling yeah like look at uh, look at look at past prologue
0: Um, Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no, it's just them going into the thing. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected, like, Tom Clancy nuclear bomb plot. Um, Yeah,
1: it says, Dr. Bashir is excited to meet Garrick, the last Cardassian aboard Deep Space Nine, and a rumored spy. Like, that happens. (laughs) Yeah, but that is
0: not our our A-plot. That's 100% true. Um, Okay, well, here's hoping that uh, that trend continues. uh, Because right now, like, what I'm used to seeing from Netflix and Star Trek this feels like just some kind of filler episode that won't be interesting, but here's hoping.
1: Here's hoping. We will see you next week, and until then, remember land.